0: Life is just so damn hard without you here, she writes. Then she published this book, Teaching Kids How to Deal with Grief. She titled it, Are You With Me? It features an image of her smiling husband in the clouds with angel wings and a halo. It's dedicated to my amazing husband and a wonderful father. Dad is still here, it's just in a different way. What the...
1: Welcome to this brand new episode of What the Actual F. For those of you who have never tuned in before, great having you. Welcome, my name is Harmony, and today I've got a doozy of a story for you. Now, because you've never been here before, let me go ahead and tell you what to expect. Usually, I don't have a story filled with rainbows, kittens, and butterflies. In fact, more often than not, I have tales of murder, ghosts, goblin schools, and conspiracies. I love a good spooky story of the macabre. Something about the feeling of fear coursing through my veins as long as I can control it is just so fantastic for me. So if you love a good story that leaves you going what the fuck then yeah you've come to the right place because I have exactly that for you today. In one of the most heartwarming and gut-wrenching and moving interviews on KTVX TV morning show Good Things Utah which had ever been conducted, The very recently widowed mother of three, Corey Richens, had actually been there to promote her recently published book about bereavement for children. The book, entitled Are You With Me? had just been released and she was sharing her story as to what inspired her to write it. The audience hanging on every single word as she poured out the pain that her and her children had been experiencing because of the loss of her husband. 33 year old Corey Richards sat calmly explaining how she had written it to help her three young sons cope with the death of their father, Eric. You see, he passed away unexpectedly in March of 2022. We know, as adults, that death is a part of life. And although, no matter what age you ever are, experiencing the loss of somebody is heart-wrenching, it rips you to shreds. No matter the fact that we know that death is certain, and every single person that you know, love, and care for will one day cease to exist. We don't like to think about it or dwell on it, but we know it is the elephant in the room. Everybody, including you, will die quote, dedicated to my amazing husband and wonderful father, end quote. These words were inscribed on the cover and featured an illustration of Eric who was smiling down at a little boy in the clouds with wings and a halo. Corey would actually state that it completely took us by shock when she spoke of the death of her husband. My kids and I wrote this book on the different emotions and grieving processes that we've experienced last year. She then went on to discuss the three C's. Connection, continuity, and care. The three C's. Which helped her and her young boys keep their father's spirit alive in their house. At the time that Corey appeared on the show, it had roughly only been about a year since her husband passed away. The host actually asked Corey, how did you go from processing death to I need to write a book and help others? She said that she had actually been searching through Amazon and other places that she could find books in hopes that she could find some way for children to understand the loss and how to to grieve. But she just came up empty and couldn't really find anything that she felt was right. So this is when she decided to write her own book and self-publish it. Just before the end of the interview, one of the hosts told Corey, You're an amazing woman and mom, and we thank you for being vulnerable and sharing this. Once the cameras were off, a few hours would go by, and after the interview had aired, the TV station actually got a really strange anonymous email that chilled everyone to the core. All it said was, you know she killed her husband ladies and gentlemen boys and girls welcome to this episode of what the actual F, where we discuss the murderous mother corey richens
0: the year old richens was interviewed about her book by ktvx in salt lake city my kids and
2: i kind of wrote this book on the different emotions and grieving processes that we've experienced
0: her book gets five-star reviews on amazon very well written and from the heart thank you cory for writing a book that helps young minds understand that spirits of our loved ones are around us always
1: eric eugene richens was born in may of 1982 to a devout mormon family of cattle ranchers in Utah. Eric was the oldest of three, and his childhood mainly revolved around his family ranch. He helped his dad around the ranch with feeding the animals, mending fences, and of course hauling around some hay. After high school, he served about two years in a Mormon mission in Mexico City before attending the University of Utah. Eric would go on to graduate in 2011 with a bachelor's degree in international studies. He was somewhat an entrepreneur by nature according to many, so he started his own masonry business c and Stone Masonry was started with Cody Wright, one of his closest friends and of course now business partner. This business would thrive and specialized in intricate stone exteriors, paving stones and tiles for many, many luxury homes. As part of his job with this masonry company, he had to go to like Lowe's and Home Depot, you know, stores where you have to get things for outside, inside, tile, lumber, all sorts of hard physical labor shit. You know, fun stuff when you can like alter what everything around you looks like. kind of places this is where he would meet corey darden at a home depot in 2013. eric was a rather shy although rugged outdoorsman and he was instantly smitten with this 22 year old brunette clerk that was checking him out when i mean checking him out i don't mean she was like eyeing him she was literally his cashier However, although they were like locking little eyes, Eric didn't have enough courage to ask her out. However, he started coming in and people at Home Depot started to realize maybe he has a little bit of an interest in Corey, because he was he was looking at her and he kind of always wanted to go in her lane, you know what I mean? Like her little aisle, get checked out by her, make some little eye contact. Eventually, one of Corey's co-workers, Linda, decided to step in and play a little matchmaker. She encouraged Eric to start talking to Corey, and they did. Eventually they started to go out on a few dates and that was it. Once their story began well that was that was the beginning that was the beginning of their love story which would end in a horrible horrible murder but that's that's a little bit ahead. Now, Linda, the one who did get them together, described their romance and courtship as a fairy tale. And it all would come down to Eric getting the courage to propose to the woman of his dreams. Too bad. (laughs) She's actually a thing of nightmares.
0: But in a stunning development, Kuri Richens was just arrested in her husband's death. Authorities say they found five times the lethal dose of fentanyl in his body. She allegedly asked an acquaintance for pills so strong, she called it the Michael
1: Jackson stuff. you have a body do you like to cover that body because well you kind of have to according to society's rules well allow me to show you where you can go to buy some of the coolest clothes if you head on over to the backslash oh hey it's harmony you will be greeted by some of my favorite clothes and accessories out there for a good while I have been closely working and affiliated with the Drive Clothing Company. Even before I began working with them, I've supported this company for quite some time. I love them and what they stand for. Head on over to thedrive.com backslash oh hey it's harmony for a very special discount that you will unlock with my link. You will be greeted by some of the cutest clothes, most incredible accessories, and lowest prices. In fact, right now they are running a special. Our $100 mystery boxes are half off, only $50. Who knows what you could get? When I tell you I am obsessed, I am obsessed. And I promise that you will be too. You will vibe with The Drive. And in no time, you too will become a driven one. So head on over to thedriveclothing.com backslash oh hey it's harmony. And check out everything they have to offer. And hey, get yourself a little something and get that lovely little discount that comes with my link. All right. the backyard of eric's home in kamaz utah i think that's how you say it kamaz kamaz i'm not positive it's a tiny little mountain town about 16 miles east of park city Anyways, this is where they had this little ceremony of a marriage reception on June 15th of 2013. Eric and Corey signed a prenuptial agreement as well, which, among other things, gave her his share of C&E stone masonry as well as his entire estate in the event of his death, as long as they were still married. We like to call that motive. Corey also started her own realty business. She also became a member of the Conrad Cruz Real Estate Services and gave birth to three sons in rather quick succession. She had a really bubbly, vivacious personality according to others and appeared from social media standpoints to be a very devoted wife and of course mother. But Corey soon kind of found herself in some rather seriously deep financial trouble. She did start to try to get some foothold and like get it all back and reel it in by trying to get more into the very competitive Park City real estate market she began to uh well i guess plunder ex fake accounts and uh maxing out all of his credit cards to keep her business afloat that just makes me think of scenes in movies where people are drowning and somebody pushes another person down to hold themselves afloat like you're just out here hurting people so that you survive that's fucked up man and the worst part is this is her husband and she's just out here draining him of every cent so she can make it i don't know about you but that's super fucked according to the court's affidavit as well corey also purchased at least four life insurance policies on her husband she did this in the span of two years from 2015 to 2017 so like not too much of a red flag but also still a pretty big red flag ask me how many life insurance policies i had on my ex-husband I'll go ahead and save the trouble. Zero. Anyways, if these life insurance policies did pay out, in case of his death, she would get an estimated $1,947,000. That sounds like almost 2 million reasons as motive for murder. Then, in September of 2020, Eric was alerted by one of his financial advisors that his wife had actually been obtaining and spent about $250,000 of a home equity line of credit. Also he was alerted that she had withdrawn at least $100,000 from his bank accounts. Also told that she had spent more than $30,000 on his credit cards. He also discovered that Corey had taken about $134,346 from his masonry business this is actually very important because that specific amount of money was money that he had set aside for federal and state quarterly tax payments. That's right when you own your own business and you're making money and you're doing well for yourself Uncle Sam is like bitch give me some of my money bitch 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 give it give it give it. So as you're pulling in money because you're working hard and doing shit for yourself you gotta put money aside because Uncle Sam will come at knocking and if you don't have that money he's gonna kick your ass. Government don't play. (laughs) They might fuck up. But they don't allow it from you. They're a whole do as I say, not as I do, you know what I mean? Anyways, I don't need to get distracted by the government and how much I don't like them. (laughs) Sorry if that hurts your feelings but I mean, (laughs) take a look around, they kind of suck right now. Now at this point, this had to be a gut-wrenching, shocking realization for him to discover that his wife had practically been robbing him blind. Of course, When he decided to confront Corey about it, she decided to admit all of her wrongdoings, say she was sorry, and then she agreed that she would repay him a total of about $515,000. That's right, over half a million dollars. (laughs) That was every red cent that she had stolen. She was like, I'm so sorry, baby. I'll pay you back. And that was that. Until it wasn't.
0: documents say three weeks before he died, Eric Richens had gotten very ill after a Valentine's Day dinner with his wife. Eric told a friend that he thought his wife was trying to poison him, the documents say. He was 39. It completely took us all by shock.
1: It was basically right around this very same time that Eric took his family on a nice little trip to Greece. Oh my god, that's awesome. The last vacation I took (laughs) was to the grocery store. Anyways, one night he became violently ill while there. So he called one of his sisters complaining that he actually thinks Corey had tried to kill him by spiking one of his drinks. This is when he would, I guess, become somewhat suspicious of Corey. After the Greece trip, Eric and Corey's marriage started to considerably fall downhill more. In October of 2020, Eric saw a divorce lawyer and suspected that Corey had also been having a long-time extramarital affair. However, despite all of this, meeting with a divorce lawyer, pretty sure she was having an affair, he decided to stay in the marriage, and for what other reason than for the sake of his children. Side note, don't ever do that. Do not ever do that. I tried doing that for a little while with my son's father, and hmm, don't do it you need to show your children that they deserve happiness and that they should do that by making their own choices and not sticking with something for the sake of others don't be miserable in order for others no matter who they are show your kids that they too deserve happiness you know put yourself forward and first and they will do the same they do follow by example not by words always put your kids first but you can't do that if you don't think of you. Put yourself up as you matter as well. If something isn't right, if your partner sucks, get the fuck out, leave the marriage. You can still co-parent, but you don't have to diddle their doodles and sleep next to them, you know what I'm saying? Kids can still be brought up without you having a miserable, unhappy home life. Everybody deserves to be happy and be loved. It's that simple. So according to court records, Eric also told two close relatives that he was pretty worried because he thought that Corey would kill him for money and he wanted to make sure that the kids would end up being taken care of financially and he was really worried that if he passed away this wouldn't happen because Corey was obviously a money-hungry little bitch. Pardon my French. So he decided to set up the Eric Richens Living Trust. He placed his family home, his interest in the masonry business, and his personal estate with an estimated value of roughly $3.6 million, as well as his $500,000 life insurance policy, under the sole control of his sister, Katie Richens Benson. This was actually all done without any knowledge to Corey. In fact, what corey was about to do would just be cold-blooded murder for no benefits really because she had no idea she was no longer eric's beneficiary so the plan that she was about to enact was done for just about nothing over the next year Corey would sink deeper and deeper into debt which I don't fucking understand because this bitch took half a million dollars. What the? Who did she owe? The 13 billion dollars to the government? Like what the fuck was she indebted to? Or is it 13 trillion? I can't quite remember how much debt the government is in but I know it's a whole lot. Anyways, she owed hard earned money lenders almost 2 million as well as $190,000 in outstanding federal, state, taxes she also hadn't paid back that half a million dollars that she'd stolen from her husband so she was in a lot of deep duty corey was growing increasingly desperate just grasping at anything she could corey knew that eric and cody his business partner each had buy sell life insurance agreements these listed the other as beneficiaries on january 1st of 2022 Corey allegedly logged into Eric's life insurance account and made herself the beneficiary of his $2 million dollar policy. The insurance company noticed this and immediately alerted Eric to the change. Cody was then restored as the right fill, right fill, right full beneficiary of course i don't know how this completely didn't stop Corey. she was just like fine fuck you and applied for yet another life insurance policy on her husband this new policy was granted and issued on february 4th the very next day Corey contacted a truck dealer why do you say well she wanted to buy a little bit of fentanyl someone's having a party this high potent synth opiate up to 100 times stronger than morphine she said she needed it for a client's back injury <laughs> sure you did by the way i don't know what client it would have been because she's a fucking real estate person so i have no idea so anyways a week later Corey drove to the dealer's home in nearby harbor city to collect about 900 dollars worth of fentanyl pills that's a whole a lot of pills actually i don't know i've never bought fentanyl that could be four pills for all i know anyways let's pop on over to valentine's day a day of love a day of brown chicken brown cow lots of sex lots of fun lots of drinking lots of chocolate or if you're like me lots of crying because usually you're single on valentine's day (laughs) anyways corey and eric were well spending some time together and uh corey had actually prepared a sandwich for eric and left it on the seat of his truck alongside with a little romantic love letter after just one bite of this sandwich that was clearly made with love by eric's wife he broke out into hives and then all of a sudden couldn't even breathe in complete desperation he used his son's epipen and took a benadryl before passing out for several hours this is when he told his friends that he thought his wife was trying to poison him in fact he went on and said if anything happened to me it would be because of corey Toward the end of February, Corey complained to her drug dealer that the fentanyl pills she had bought were too weak and she needed stronger ones. Ah, this isn't like a drink order at a bar, bitch. Those are fentanyl pills. (laughs) Sorry, the fentanyl wasn't strong enough. Can you get it again, please? Can you just remake it and don't charge me this time? Thank you. It's not a glass of Tito's. This is fentanyl. What the fuck? Anyways, so she tried to reorder from the drug dealer and she specifically requested, quote, some of the Michael Jackson stuff. You know, referring to a lethal dose of propofol? Propofol. I don't even know what that is. The King of Pac actually overdosed on this in 2009. Whatever propofol is, that's what happened. So soon afterwards, Corey collected additional drugs, which was another $900 worth of fentanyl from her dealer. Luckily, he wasn't like, yeah, no, I ain't giving you it for free. I'll get you some of that Michael Jackson stuff, but it's gonna cost ya." Meanwhile, Corey had set her sights on buying and flipping an unfurnished eight-bedroom, 20000 square foot mansion. (laughs) she owes a lot of money to people but like fuck it am i right you only live once yellow this opulent massive home was described in the sales brochure as an architectural masterpiece it had a butler's pantry swimming and therapy pools so like not just one you go and swim in but one that you use for therapy i don't know why they both can't be used in the same manner i don't understand that one but then again i don't even have a single pool let alone two (laughs) i'm just a little poor folk. Besides all of that, this mansion had a rock climbing wall. Oh, also it didn't have one but two kitchens because life's better with two kitchens. B2W, you're probably wondering how Corey got this house. Well, she made a $2 million offer on it, which was of course accepted. The sale went into contract and then Eric decided, you know what? Mm, This is kind of a bad investment. Maybe we Maybe we shouldn't do it? Yeah, I'm not gonna sign the papers. And womp womp womp, Corey's dreams were dashed. Yeah, were dashed. Corey is pissed. And we were about to find out just how much she was.
2: More than a year ago, Corey Richens and her three young children lost their husband and father unexpectedly. No doubt, a very challenging time for all. And it was also the genesis for Corey to write a book to help other young families deal with death. She joins me now in the studio. Good morning, and so sorry to hear about your your loss. No, thank you. I appreciate it very much. It's been a long, long year, difficult year, um, and kind of writing this book has brought a little peace to me, to me and my boys. So so take us back to last year. I mean, you've told me it's a a rough go and you felt a bit helpless as you were helping trying Mm -hmm. to to get your kids to heal. Yes, exactly. So my husband passed away unexpectedly March 4th of last year. And, you know, as we were kind of going through the trials and navigation of different feelings and emotions, um, we, you know, kind of just sat and at the same time, we were looking for different resources to help us. Like, we've obviously never been through this. My kids have never been through this. So, um, you know, nighttime readings are big for us. And so we kind of started looking through Barnes & Noble and Amazon and things that can kind of comfort, you know, us through the nights. during, you know. And we just could not find anything that really was relevant for my kids and for our situation. Um, and so, you know, we're just like, well, let's write our own. Yeah, so not having read the book, I mean, is there some religious sense to There's me? not. Honestly, it's, I, you know, I'm not religious. There's, you know, there's no religion, you know, as long as you believe in heaven, I mean, heaven, right? And mm-hmm. afterlife, then it, it would be good for you. Um, kind of the three main points that I have discovered, I guess, in the last year is um, connection, continuity, and care. So how are y'all doing? You guys, I mean, I guess you have good and bad days? It's good and bad days. Mm -hmm. Yeah, some days you're like, okay, I got this. Like, we're okay, you know, and we can figure this out. And there's other days and it's like, what the heck? What am I doing? Like, I don't, I can't do this.
1: Hey, do you like the content that I create for you? Super if you want to support me and those who help make it possible for me to continue to create this content then head on over to doomandgroom.net doom and groom is a metal branded personal care company based out of denver colorado they were founded at the end of 2019 by good friends of mine Their aim is to be the most metal way to take care of yourself and your skin. They offer top quality ingredients and amazing scents that are exactly what you need to go forth and summon the DOOM with tattoo bombs, body butters, beard oils, and of course incredible sprays that will leave your mouth watering. Head on over to doomandgroom.net and see everything they have for your skin and hair needs. My favorite personally is Succubus. Followed closely by Demise. Succubus is sort of a warm vanilla, really, really delicious desserty smell. And then Demise is a wonderful coffee. Oh my god, it's so good. If you wanna go check it out and even splurge and buy yourself a little something, I can get you a great discount. Simply use my code HARMONYDOOM and unlock a very special discount for your purchase. This code works every single time that you buy, not just the first. So head on over to doomandgroom.net and treat your hair and skin to the very best. And hey, you and I can smell practically the exact same if you use Succubus or Demise. (laughs) Thanks again to Doom and Groom and Jonathan Demon for all of these amazing products. So I don't know what you're waiting for, but go head on over to doomandgroom.net, use Harmony Doom for a very special discount, and treat yourself. Friday, March 4th of 2022, at 3.22am, Corey Richards would dial 911. She told the dispatcher that she had just felt her husband and he was quote, cold to the touch. Sheriff's deputy's first responders arrived to find Eric on the floor at the foot of the bed and tried to resuscitate him without any success. Corey told the sheriff's office investigators that the night before, they had been at home celebrating the closing of their new house, you guys remember? The one that Eric was like, I'm not gonna fucking sign those papers. Anyways, Corey said that she makes Eric a lovely little Moscow mule, side note, I used to love those. I don't really drink anymore, so yeah. Anyways, he drank that in bed and said it was delicious she then left her cell phone charging by her bed to sleep in one of her children's bedrooms as he was having a uh, a night terror so she had to go lay with him and give him comfort around 3 a.m she returned to the bedroom and discovered that eric was dun 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 dead the next day corey rather triumphantly closed the deal on her house and threw a massive celebration and party aka party not just celebration four friends and there was plenty of booze. This was all going on by the way, less than 24 hours of her discovering her dead husband in the bedroom they shared together at the foot of their, well, bed. He was just laying in a morgue and she's partying, all celebrating the house that he really wanted nothing to do with. Super fucked up. But this is just the beginning. Actually this is kind of the middle because she already did a lot of fucked up shit. Two days after Eric's death, Corey had a locksmith drill open his safe, which contained around mm, $125,000 to $165,000 in cold hard cash. According to court documents, when her sister-in-law Katie intervened saying that Corey didn't have the authority to open the safe, Corey punched her in the face. (laughs) Yeah bitch fuck you of course sheriff's deputies were called and Corey finally learned of <laughs> cory finally learned that eric had actually had that whole living trust which katie controlled so uh Corey was fucking pissed because well katie had <clears throat> trumped her This leads to three days after that occurrence, which Corey called her drug dealer once again and wrote a $1,300 check because she needed some more fentanyl. Now, we don't actually know what she planned to do with this, although many people believe it was there to poison some or one of Eric's relatives. You know, like Katie, the one who now had control of everything. Nothing at all
2: made me suspicious. I didn't have any spidey senses going off meeting and talking to her. I did think she was a little emotionless, maybe lacking a little bit of warmth, but everybody grieves differently and I didn't want to judge. So I thought, you know, maybe she's still numb. It's only been a year. Maybe she's on autopilot. I didn't have anything that Mm. seemed out of the norm to me. So Ray, let me play a little piece of sound. This is one of the questions you actually, asked her during the interview let's listen so you actually wrote this book with your children I did mm-hmm. and it's only been a year how did you process and say you th- go from processing death to, I need to write a book and help others. You know, I just watched the struggle that my kids were going through. And I actually, you know, I went on Amazon and Barnes and Noble and trying to find something that we could use to cope at nights nights are the hardest. It seems like for everybody when, you know, dealing with anything, but I just wanted some story to read to my kids at night and I just could not find anything. I couldn't find anything that really, you know, suited them or helped them find comfort and peace. And so You know, I was like, let's just write one.
1: This brings us to April of 2020. Autopsy and toxicology results determined that Eric had died from a fentanyl overdose, finding five times the lethal dosage in his system. During the investigation it was also discovered that Corey's phone had been locked and unlocked multiple times and a stream of now deleted text messages had been sent and received in the hours before she dialed 911. After her husband's death, Corey filed a claim for $3.6 million of Eric's money, which she maintained she was owed under the prenuptial agreement. His sister, Katie, then filed a petition to contest it. A dispute that I'm not even positive has even been resolved. Then on May 8th of 2023, one month after her Good Things Utah interview, Corey would be arrested on charges of aggravated murder and three counts of possession of controlled substance with intent to distribute. This same day, her book would be removed from the Amazon website. Side note, the children were immediately put in safety with a relative. Corey actually was put into custody and is still going through everything. She has been denied bail. She is still currently sitting in jail going on with the trial now. So that's where we stand with Corey Richens, the murderous mother, wife, and daughter.
2: Please do not give Corey the opportunity to hurt Eric's three boys anymore. They have lost enough and have been through enough. Since Eric's death, we have learned and unfortunately are continually reminded that Corey is desperate, greedy, and extremely manipulative. If she gets out on bail, I will be afraid not only for my own life and those of all of my family, but most importantly for the lives of Eric's three sons.
1: And there you have the Corey Richens case, at least up to current. Once this trial is over, I will update everybody and let you know what happened. Anyways, thanks for checking out this episode of What the Actual Left. As always, if you have a story, a case, or something for me to look into, send me an email at whatstheactualeffharmony at gmail.com. Even if I haven't shared one of your stories yet, just know that there is a folder ready and I apologize, I've been a little chaotic here lately, but I do have a few cases coming that are actually sent to me from y'all. I just have folders upon stories upon cases of conspiracies, murders, mysteries, and more. So if you haven't heard yours yet just know it's coming however until the next case story or tale i have for you please stay safe maybe don't meet anybody in a home depot fall in love and get married just a few months later because who knows i could end up telling a story about you and how your lovely partner poisoned you with fentanyl and then wrote a story about how they dealt with the loss of your life I'll cry as I read the book and then write my story and tale that I'm going to share with everybody about your murder. Anyways, let's not go falling in love with any killers, okay? Love you. Stay safe. Talk to you next time. Bye-bye, Pookie.